Hello and welcome to Kingdom Testimony. I'm going to continue now with the um, the Awakening series. I'm in August of 2018. Um, I have some things coming up this week, so this will probably be published sooner than Monday next Monday, the 28th of March, 2022. Um, I want to get through several months on this one. So I'm just going to briefly go over what has happened, what happened. The Lord basically took me to Arizona for 40 days. Um, I called it the 40 days in the wilderness. And the reason why I am recording this, I'm rec actually recording this right after I published the last one for part two of July and early August, <clears throat> is because I want this fresh in my mind. August 7th, um, I was in Arizona at my daughter's and I had ended the last one saying with, with my husband saying, I get it now, I get it now. Yes, you said I needed the Holy Spirit and I rejected him. He's back, I have him. And for a moment, I believed it. I Well, you know, I, I believe that he did have an experience with the Holy Spirit. Because the way we would, he was talking, it was, the, the Spirit was witnessing to me that, um, yes, he did have an encounter with me. And that just fell right in line with what the Lord was saying. He is... I hate to use the word judging him, but he is giving him the taste of the Holy Spirit so that he can make an informed decision of does he want this or not. And it's the exact same thing that happened in my first marriage, right before it ended. Um, the Holy Spirit was given to my first husband, and I saw the evidence of it, and I've talked about it on here, where he was overcome and it was at our church and the same thing happened now with my second husband and so we were free to talk at this point um, we were texting at first but then I was talking to him and I said have you ever left the marriage the Lord was telling me he had left the marriage I said have you done did you do anything in Las Vegas no 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 did you have you done anything like with phone apps no 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 you know, he just swearing up and down. And so the Lord was telling, said the verse to me at this point, let God be true and every man a liar. And I'm not saying man, man, like male species. Every person, you know, is a liar. Um, but when he gave me that verse at that particular time, I was like, oh dear. And then it went, the counsel is the witness, the spirit testifies. Is anyone else going to testify? This was going through my mind. And the Lord brought back Las Vegas and phone apps. Um, and then also briefly, I want to note, I talked to my work at the time and they said, can you, can you work? I took my laptop with and they said, can you do some work on your laptop in the meantime? And I said, yes, absolutely. Um, the Lord told me to to just release what was going on with my husband at the time. He said, just believe and just release it. That's not what you're here for. 
and so I did. The Lord also reminded me of testimony. The word of two or three witnesses is your testimony. And the verse, the Spirit testifies. And I wrote, okay, I need one more testimony. Not that I was looking for him to be guilty, but the Lord was telling me something different than what he was telling me. And I thought, well, what, what is the Holy Spirit testimony? And he reminded me how when I had had a touch from the Lord, how he would pull away from me. I thought, okay, yeah, that's right. But we're still, you know, we're, we're still looking for a second, a second testimony. Um, and I noted at one time that as I would, now this happened quite a bit. I talked about the sun peeking through before. The one vision I had where I saw like a, a spiritual realm or a spiritual man, a white man looking through the clouds. I mentioned that a couple of episodes back. Other times I would be like driving on a cloudy day, which is always cloudy up in Minnesota. I'm like, oh Lord, I just need something from you. And the clouds would part. I know this sounds cliche, but the clouds would part and the sun would peek through. And it happened so many times. I'm like, oh, I just love it when the sun peeks through. Not that I'm worshiping the sun, but I just love it when the sun peeks through. It's it's kind of like him saying, I'm with you. I will light your path. So at this point, I'm at my daughter's in Arizona and I'm helping her get her place. They want to put their house up for sale. Her and her fiance want to put up their house for sale because they wanted to move to Montana. She wanted to move on faith and he wanted to go also. So I, at this point, the Lord was, was showing me that I should be sharing a lot of this stuff with her and her fiance and with my sons in the other town where they lived still with their dad, where we had all moved to at first. At this time, the Lord was opening my eyes further to see the time, the hour that we're living in. And this is 2018 in the fall. It's starting to get windy, so that's the noises you're hearing. But <clears throat> the time that we're living in is we are in the very last, possibly the last decade which I believe, 2020 for sure, we are living in the last decade. But if 2018, you know, nothing had happened yet as far as that. But the Lord was showing me, this is the time we are in, and I want you to warn your daughter and your sons. Even if, like he said before, Jeremiah 3, even if they don't believe you, you know, make your face and your forehead like flint, and warn them, we are watchmen. So if the Lord tells us that there's things coming, we need to warn them. And that's what I was there to do. That was my main purpose of coming down for those 40 days, was to warn the kids for them to start getting ready. They were Christians, but it was time for them to start seriously getting ready for his return. It's interesting, at one point, August 9th, the Lord said very clearly 
Be ready. You will hear the trumpet sound and you will be caught up. I'm not advocating for the rapture as the church has taught it. I am saying, like a lot of people think the rapture is we get snatched out of here and then everything bad takes place. We go to heaven, boom, that's it. Forget about the people on the earth. That's not what it is. Being caught up is like Paul, and I've said this before, being caught up to the throne to receive further instruction, training, discernment, empowerment, translation, transfiguration, whatever that may be. It doesn't mean you're gone for good. It doesn't mean you don't care about the inhabitants of the earth. It means that God is catching you up, uh, either like the bride in the wilderness where you a place is prepared for you to be protected, or for like the 144,000 where they are caught up to the throne. The man-child first fruits, they're caught up to the throne. And there they are prepared as an army for God, for what's coming place. I was shown Isaiah 62, go through the gates, prepare the way for the people, build up the highways so the glory can come, take out the stones, lift up a standard of righteousness of holy and the fear of the Lord. Um, the daughter of Zion, surely your salvation is coming. Then the Lord revealed to me, people will be hunted. God has chosen some places of refuge. God builds a wall of fire around them. Enemies are blinded. Jesus, just like Jesus walked through the, through the crowd, you will be invisible. All right, on August 10th, I had a dream. I was in a meeting. There was a lot of important people in the meeting. It was on earth. It was a meeting of the FBIC. Not the FDIC, like in banking, but the FBIC. The name of the of FBIC was the Federal Bank Insurance Corporation. I looked. It does not exist yet. I wrote yet. I was allowed to be a participant narrator in important information dissemination meetings. I had notes in my notebook. I was telling people they could not withdraw money unless they were wearing certain clothing, like a robe and sash, thinking like the priestly clothing. There was a guy there, like an Arab, wearing a green robe, and he had black Arab hair, like the custom, and he said, like me, and he stood up. He was skinny, and his robe came low in the middle and zipped, and he had like a corset-type thing on, but made for men. That's the linen ephod. And I smiled and said, yes, and the lady on my right didn't like that, and I got to tell the council some stuff. So she kept trying to grab my notes and I just had hand them to the head guy and I'd take them back as she'd take them because she was in the wrong and the head guy said, let her read. But otherwise I had nothing to say and just waited my turn. There were only about five to seven of us. I was speaking forth and articulating what I was supposed to communicate to the leader type people. Um, I had the feeling that the guy in the green robe was Samuel from the Bible. So that was the dream I had. At this point, I had seen something on YouTube about seven things you can do to hear and see God, the Holy Spirit. Um, so I will just list them now. 
And I've since given this, this list out. There was a girl at church and that sort of thing. And it's not like God has a formula or a method, but these are things you can do to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. So the first one is teaching, trustworthy teaching. Second one is prayer. Use a prayer closet for intimacy. Third one is praise, worship, headphones, make up your own new song. Not just in a church setting. Now this, these are private things you do. Fellowship with other believers like you. Speak in tongues. Ask him to develop a tongues language. Read and study the Bible. Actual study. Not just reading, just studying. And witnessing to whom the Lord directs you to. And I called this the holy combustible bomb. So like I said in the last video, the Lord would have me go between my daughters and then my one son's in the other town. It was like two and a half hours away. And then my other son's house and just stay at each house and praying. And then he, he impressed on me strongly to seek the peace of the city. Not the city where my daughter was leaving, living because they were leaving. But the city where my sons were living, <clears throat> that I still have property here and this is where I am now. And I felt the Lord was bringing me back here to live. So I was doing that and I would drive around the city playing Christian music, just big circles, just around and around and around, praying for the city. And I did that quite a bit whenever I was in this city at that time. Okay. Um, three days later, I know it's not much time, but I wrote, Wow, has my husband changed? He wants to be spiritually one. And he proposed to me again. He came down to uh, visit and brought another ring, a new ring, because the first one was bought used. Said I can have WC ceremony I want, oh, whatever ceremony I want, wants us to be baptized into the Lord forever. Said to pick out a different ring, feels his cheapness affected the last ring choice. Doesn't care about money. Uh, beautiful heart, prophecy come to pass so soon. Now, a lot of things happened in the meantime with my husband, and I mean a lot of things. So I wasn't just like, okay, well, I believe you now. Um, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit was, was, was basically giving me the impression that I needed to um, just go along with it and trust what he's saying but be um not skeptical but wise um so during this time i've been talking to my sons about things that were coming now my daughter definitely was seeing the same thing i was seeing because she had come up for that two weeks um, the month before, and she was like, yes, this is what's going on. Her eyes were being opened. I was talking to my sons. Their eyes were not being opened, and they were like, okay, and they would listen to me and my daughter, and they're like, okay, all right. Um, about this time, my husband had a, 
had a dream that was very interesting about a bike ride that him and I and my daughter were on and it was very much from the Lord. So it was like the Lord was saying, we are going to, um, go with this. I guess that's the only thing I can say. And just, you know, watch how it all, how it all comes out. And he was repenting and confessing things. And I was like, okay, this is, this is very good. This is very, very good. He did not at, however, one, not at one time, he did not ever uh, repent or confess that he had been unfaithful. My one son, however, did ask to Bible study. He said, we should Bible study now that you're here. And I was so, so glad that he said that. All right, there was another council meeting. The judged in this world, some think they are sitting on the underground oil. His floods burst forth like Noah, changed the landscape of the earth. I'm just going to read this as it says it. <clears throat> I, I don't know what it says here. When I go through the waters, I will not be drawn. My God will make a way. That's a song. No one has it exactly right. How good are we on this one? I'll I tell them once out of nowhere. There's a bunch of people in this room talking, and I'm just writing it down. Good friend, let us pray, prepare, welcome together this law, this partnership. Council discussing revelations. The Father is not at this meeting. He's not needed. He trusts them that much. Witness. Um, vision, I see my granddaughter reminding me to plug in my phone. I must be at my son's. Okay. My God will make a way. They discuss, God decides, Jesus advocates. My defense, I got carried away with my first assignment. Vision, there are judges outside sitting in the corner, seats, witnesses, judges. They will be asked. You give your life to being conformed into the image of Christ. The voices are dim now. Humility, talking too much. It's not you, glorying in your wisdom. Uh, husband, no more praising me or acknowledging what I know. Like, uh oh, enemy taking it captive. Yes, I can start up. Oh, I was asking about something about my health. Wash me clean, Father. Please wash me clean. Father, I have to st stop taking your glory. Um, <clears throat> this has to take place, this lesson, before I send you out like a sheep among wolves. Now you're going to my people. You will soon go to the unchosen. To whom, Father, I'll go. Isaiah 6. Whom shall I send? send me. That was a council setting. You have to prove yourself little by little, precept upon precept, all prayers with free fervency. So just I'm overhearing these council meetings. All right, August 16th, I see visions and I hear the word ordain, trying to open a door. I'm pulling on it, walking among people. I am coming through. You have the key, the Lord said. The key is faith. People, I think, looking at me. I am following my gaze on Jesus in the crowd, but I can't make out his face. People are walking about. I see a white billowy cloud, and I see Jesus' feet and the bottom of his robe. He is big. It pans up from feet to the bottom of a white garment and stops. I have the key 
Behind the door is the treasure room access. And then my grandson had a nightmare and came into the bedroom. So I was at their house. At this point, then, the Lord is asking me to place my trust in my husband. And he wanted to come down for a visit. But um, the Lord was saying to, to share everything with him. And just watch and see what happens. Also at this point, the Lord had me go to a church that was in our city that was fairly new. And they had a new pastor. Well, the church wasn't new, but the building was. And they had a new pastor. After the service, the Lord wanted me to tell the pastor that things were coming for this city within the next few years and the people need to be ready. He looked at me kind of strange, but I did as I was told. The next day, the Lord said that my daughter will be willing to leave all for me, and I rejoiced at that. I remember also at this time, during this 40 days, the middle of the night, the Lord would wake me up to um, put in my headphones and praise and worship. And I, I did that a lot. I felt as if I was um, praying for protection over the homes of my kids that I was in, my grown kids. And so I did that. I did that a lot. Um, and it wasn't easy getting up in the middle of the night and doing that, but I did. You know, we get sleepy and tired. All right, August 21st, I had a vision this morning of angels pouring out something in the heavens. I also saw those orbs again surrounding farms, and I thought of the sheet music. So I saw that vision twice. Okay. So at this time, I'm in late August, <clears throat> and a couple episodes back I talked about a basement dream that I had where I saw the forehead of the guy I was going to marry, and this was him, and my daughter came to the sliding pocket door and slid it back and said, Mom, it's time to go. Well, I was in my daughter's house, and I wrote on August <clears throat> 22nd. The time of the basement dream is now. Um, so I had allowed my husband to come for a visit and we were in that room at her house, the, the guest room I had talked about. And at one point she slid the door open just like a couple inches because she didn't want to like disturb us. But she slid it just a couple inches and she's like, Mom, you know, and and I started laughing, and, and he kind of started laughing, like in the dream, um, because he knew he had to. And she's like, Mom, are you up? And I instantly thought of that dream where she slid it back, and she said, Mom, it's time to go. And I thought, this is it. This is it. That's a fulfillment of that dream. So now it's the end of August, and it was decided that I had uh, booked a trip to Israel with my sister, the one that I would go to Minneapolis with, and it was decided that we, we would see, I had been, Kevin had come down, 
We had spent a lot of time together. Things were going very well. And so I talked to my sister and to the um, team that was taking us to Israel, and we managed to get him in. There was a cancellation, and it was funny because they were calling him the chosen one because I said, people don't ever cancel for these. They had one cancellation, and so he was able to go. And this, now we're in the beginning of September, the trip was mid-October, so it was merely weeks before that he was able to go with. Also, the prophecy he had received through my sister's church in Minneapolis, those things were also coming to pass. So everything was looking really, really promising for our marriage, for our reunification, and it was just, it was going so well. So at this time, I'm going to fast forward. I still have a lot of things in my notebook, but I want to get to the end of this series, as I'm sure you do too. Um, so at this time, I stayed in Arizona for another week, and my husband flew back to get back to work. He had been down, I think, for two weeks. I was helping my my daughter finish getting her house ready. Um, they were going to, they had an inspection and they were going to do the rest of the things. Um, now we are at September 11th. I was getting ready to drive back because I still had my car. So I drove back. He flew back. I drove back. The Lord said on September 13, your journey ends here tomorrow. It was 40 days. Time of testing plus one day, the next day I would leave, and the Lord assured me that I had done everything that I was sent here to do, sent to Arizona to do during this time. We had booked the trip for my husband to go to Israel, so the three of us would go, and also during this time, his, his daughter was struggling and so we were needed to take temporary guardianship of his three uh, grandkids which we were also looking at doing and we said we would um, his ex-wife was taking care of them at the time and we were going to take the kids when we got back from Israel and I think that would have been late October. So there were many things like, um, you know, a vision here, a dream there in the notebooks that I'm not recording because nothing's significant. One thing I did notice is once I we had our reunification, me and my husband, a lot of that stuff stopped. The Lord continued showing me things, but a lot of the end times visions and dreams and those th types of things, the interactive type of things stopped. And I was a little, I don't know, I was like, I was sad about that, but I was glad that the Lord was working in my husband's life and we were going to Israel and that was super exciting. And so it, it was just, it was a little sad that I, I, was, I didn't feel that ultimate closeness with the Lord, but it was exciting. 
that we were reunified. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. Um, and he truly was. Whether or not he could hold on to it, that was the next thing. But at this point, we were just getting ready for our trip to Israel, and it was so exciting. All right, 9.24.18, 2 a.m., the Lord woke me up to speak. He said, the hour is ripe, Lisa. Watch and pray. The day-to-day -day activities don't matter anymore. Buying houses and trucks, building orphanages. I'm ready to perform my word. Um, now, he's not saying to stop building orphanages. He's saying day-to-day -day things don't matter. The hour is ripe. He said, shout it from the rooftops. What shall I say? He said, the Lord is near in the valley of Jehoshaphat, in parentheses. Jesus put boldness in me. Lisa, I'm telling you, none of it matters. He's talking about gold, silver, buying and selling property. Um, we were buying property out in the country in North Dakota because we were getting, we knew we were going to get guardianship of the grandkids and we wanted, we, we had an apartment, you know, and we needed to have a house house and we wanted them to be in a small town setting and out of Fargo because Fargo was getting so big and the, the oldest one was coming upon a teenage age and, and so we just wanted them to be in a small town setting. I looked at the time on my phone and it was jumping quickly. It jumped from 206 to 210 to 214 to 217. Time is going very fast. The Lord said, the gold is mine. That verse, the silver is mine. What has gone before has been demonstrated. People have been shown the true matters of their heart. Lord, your timing is good and perfect. Evil is strengthening, he said. Do not become complacent. There will be time for rest later. I, I wrote down, people are pushing their wares. It's all about things, possessions. When will they see? Uh, he said, everything noble you notice about yourself is for the kingdom. I'm telling you. Third time he said this, nothing else matters. Set your house in order. It will come upon you, the earth, like a flood. He said, I can't bear it much anymore. The earth can't bear the weight of the sin anymore. Don't concern yourself with anyone's readiness. The world is not ready for what I am about to do. No one wants to hear about me or my righteousness, so I will show my righteous indignation. They rejected my love. They won't be able to reject my wrath. He said, yes, get out of the cities. And that's where we were um, thinking, should we buy a house out in the country? I said, Father, your will is changing instantaneously. It used to be prayer had time to work, and not, now there is no more time for selfishness, acceleration, Wisdom, knowledge, the fear of the Lord. Then he said, no more will you look to others for confirmations. No more will you have to prove yourself. I have seen, as you have done it, in your heart. When you saw me hungry, you fed me. When you saw me naked, you clothed me. My child, it is the condition of the heart, saying, my heart is pure, does not make it pure. You will know them by their fruits. Out of the heart, the mouth, and life speaks. I said, Father, I have sought to know you. Try my heart and my actions. My life is to you an open book. I pray for mercy on all your loved ones. He said, weep and wail. Perhaps I will hear. 
I said, Father, is it possible to buy, purchase more time? Is it possible to slow down time again? Can we buy time for more mercy through prayer? He said, prayer and love. You know what to do. Prayer and fasting. Uh, and then I saw fires igniting across a dark map of the United States. I was thinking revival fires, but I don't know. There was um, forest fires at that time. So I wanted to end that episode on this and one last note. I woke up one morning. This was uh, toward the end of September. The Lord clearly spoke and said, When the first bomb goes off, flee to the north country. Buy all your provisions. Take your safe and your Bibles, etc. You will be safe. You and your children. At this time, <clears throat> we were preparing to go to Israel on our trip. But we were also preparing the place that we were buying out in the country to have guardianship of the grandchildren. It was north of Fargo. But just like I live here, the town where, um, where I'm living right now, I am to the north of the city of that town also. I've always seemed to be living to the north of a city. So I'm not saying that was for that time. I thought it, maybe it could have been. But, <clears throat> so I want to I end this episode with that. And um, the Lord had not stopped. Now we're in late 2018 and it was a year into the Lord starting to open my eyes and tell me that things are coming to a head. A year later, he's still telling me and things are even progressing of what he's telling me. Things are going to get um, very hairy. Just recently, in mid-2018, he started showing me of the prophecies that America is going to be facing a lot of this destruction. And so more of what I was seeing of the prophecies, like David Wilkerson and those types of things, William Branham, were confirmations of what the Lord had already been showing me. So I just wanted to say that. So I will leave it there, um, and we will call that the August-September Awakening podcast. And after this, we start getting ready to go for the, to the trip to Israel. So I will leave it there, and I pray you have a blessed day.